Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have Jennifer Behar from Jennifer's Homemade on the show today. And we are talking everything food and talking about the journey of growing this great business. So Jennifer, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. For anyone who does not know Jennifer's Homemade, can you please give us a walkthrough of what your brand is and what exactly it is you sell? Yes. I like to say that we make products people love that were bigger than just a breadstick or flatbread, but we make breadsticks and flatbread and we're all about the love. Taste the love is like our little tagline. It's something that I believe in. I feel like if you make something that you love, people feel that and can appreciate that and taste it. But so right now we're making breadsticks and flatbread in original rosemary and salt and pepper. Everything's made with extra virgin olive oil. They're very clean. It's like five ingredients, all natural. We're vegan. I didn't create them to be be vegan. I created them to be delicious, but they just happen to be vegan. So of course, you know, the vegan community is embraced me and I love them. And it's nice to be able to support people in that mission as well. But it really came out of a love of breadsticks. And I used to bake them for dinner parties and people would be like, you should sell these. And I'm like, I'm never doing that. <laughs> and here I am, you know, so. Okay. What made you change your mind with that? Cause I mean, you clearly did not feel like that was the realm before. What made you shift? And you're like, Hey, yeah, maybe I got something here. Yeah. So I have an advertising and marketing background and used to make them for dinner parties and love to bake and found myself divorced and baking with my young daughter all the time and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I literally had an epiphany one day I was driving and I was like, I could do this. I could sell my breadsticks and I can use my marketing background. And I literally like drove myself to the grocery store, went home and started baking and went to like a local gourmet market and said, would you buy these? And when I started, I had them in glass jars. I thought everything was going to be very gifty. I put, I used to put every, I still put everything in jars now. And they were like, well, do you have a bag? And I'm like, absolutely, which I didn't. <laughs> went to the like art store, got some bags and and that was like my first sale. You must have been on like such a high after that. You know what I mean? Like you must have been like, okay, I've, I've got something that people are really going to buy now. What, what, what did that look like after that? Were you like side hustling for a while or were you like, I'm going all in, I'm leaving my marketing and advertising job and I'm, I'm going all in on this? I was all in. I like didn't have a job at the time and I was newly divorced and was really kind of a little lost. So I literally just like threw everything I had into it. I would tuck my daughter in at night, bake, and I would like watch like shows on Bravo until like when it went, I was, I would watch the West Wing until it went off. And when I went off, I was like, oh, it's time to clean up and go to bed. <laughs> then I would take her to school and go to stores during the day and sell during the day. It was like kind of a manic period. Like I kind of blacked it out, but, <laughs> 
but it was exciting. And I mean, exciting and you, you lasted, you know, throughout it. It wasn't just like, okay, I did it. And like, let's go. Like you really built the business from those, that period and have been able to grow it to how many stores are you in now? That's a good question. Probably over 2000, right. 2000 probably, you know, it's like, I don't even know at the moment. Which know? is a good thing when you don't know the exact number, you know, you've reached like the next level of it. You're like, okay, <laughs> we're in a decent amount of stores, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're national now, which is exciting. We're, you know, we're really growing with the retailers that we're in and expanding. In the past, I'd say few years, I kind of made a decision to really grow and scale. And that's what's been happening. And it's exciting. And it's exciting to have customers that I, you know, will email or send us a message on social media, like, hey, I just bought it at some store that I wasn't even sure I'd heard of. And it's like, wow, that's so cool. You know, like, it's, it's amazing. It's like people actually buy it. <laughs> like Lots of people it. buy it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's still thrilling to me. Yeah. absolutely. And that's, that's a good piece that you're kind of reminded you're connected in with everyone and you're reminded like, okay, this is still growing. This is yeah. exciting. You, you mentioned at the beginning that you were really excited and, and going all in on this. And I think it's important that people keep that. Has there been anything that you've done specifically to be able to like keep that excitement throughout it? Or is that just naturally who Jennifer is? I mean, I think that's definitely a piece of who I am. And I think when I put myself into something, I'm in, you know, I'm either in or I'm out. I'm very like black and white, like I'm in or I'm out. I'm, and so when I'm in, I'm all in and I'm committed to this business. I mean, we've gone through tough times. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's been smooth sailing. It's been hard and adapting and learning how to figure it out. But I never gave up. Like, you know, I would always, I'm like, I'll figure it out. You know, even when I didn't know how I was going to figure it out, I would never say no to an order. Even if I didn't know how I was going to make it happen, you know, I figure we'll figure it out. And that's served me well, for sure. What's been one of the biggest pieces that you've had to figure out along the way when you first maybe were faced with it and you were like, I don't even know how I'm going to figure this out, but I'm going to find a way. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many things. I think when I, when you start a business, there's so many things you don't think about, like payroll and insurance and all these crazy things that I didn't know about. So sometimes like ignorance is bliss. If had I known all this stuff, you know what I've done this. So Along the way, I just step by step, you, I would figure those things out. I mean, some of the bigger challenges are um, usually positive things. Like you get a big account and you get a big order and then it's like, how am I going to do this? You know, and it's hiring people and trying to figure it out. And sometimes we don't do it in the best way, but we learn. And every time I do something, I learn something else. And I learn something from all the people that have ever worked for me. I feel like I learned from everyone. Everybody kind of helps you along the way. And so things get, things get better. You know, it's not always easier. You know, it's interesting. Like as you grow, it's not that the problems go away. They're just different. I used to think, oh, well, if I got to this point, then it'll be so much easier. And I've not found that. You know? <laughs> um, the challenges keep coming. They're just different or bigger. But, you know, I guess that's part of what keeps me excited is there's always a challenge. There's always something to figure out. Yeah, it's like new level, new devil. There's always something next <laughs> to figure out, right? Definitely. Yes, absolutely. And so how, how many people are working in the business right now? That are working what? In the business? In the business, um, yeah. About 15. 
some are part-time, and most of that is bakery staff. I mean, for the most part, it's bakery staff. Got it. And had you ever managed a team directly like that before? Was that um, a new piece for you? I know that's something a lot of people, they're like, they're a little daunted by that. So I'm curious to hear what your experience has been like and any uh, lessons with, with managing a team like that. Yeah. I mean, in my advertising life, I never was over a big team. You know, I it was pretty small. So, but I think it's grown. Like the business, when I started, I was hiring people in a bakery after hours. So I was like, I had, that was like the first step of working with people. And then I started to hire my own staff. So it's been incremental, you know, didn't just all of a sudden I had all of these people, but that's a huge Um, that's one of the huge things that you don't think about is just people and their people have issues in their own lives and dealing with that drama and trying to, you know, get the job done. That's like a whole, another, you know, your psychologist, your parent, I feel like sometimes I'm ever like with COVID, I'm always like telling everybody, you know, put your mask on, lift your, (laughs) so you kind of are some, everybody's mother in some ways, but you know, it's, that's a big challenge. You know, it's, it's great. And I love my people, but it's also challenging. Yeah. It's definitely like a whole other side of the business for sure. Definitely. So you're in about, let's call it 2000 ish stores. We've got a team of 15 and the business is growing. What's kind of the next piece that you guys are looking at tackling in the business? What's the next level, if you will, for you? Yeah. I mean, the next level is really trying to think about, scaling and grow, continuing the growth and also making sure that the customers that I have currently are happy and, you know, what's happening at the store level and starting to connect with customers on a one-on-one, like trying to navigate that entire world, thinking about possibly new products and when is the right time and, you know, that kind of thing. So trying to balance the two. Got it. So definitely some growth in, in a few different yeah, ways. Yeah, growth sure. is, is kind of, I think, you know, you're, you're not really ever going to stay, you know, the same. So you have to keep moving and figuring out how is, how, how does that look? You know, we also sell to restaurants and hotels, which clearly were hit so hard. Um, but I think slowly it's starting to come back. And I know that, you know, certainly I think somebody was saying to me recently that once things get better in the world, that whole market might explode because people are so like hungry for lack of a better word for social connection and getting out that I think that whole going out to eat and parties and all of that will, will be big. And maybe like, it might not be for another year and a half, but at some point. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it might, like, who knows how long it'll take us to get there. But when we get there, I think people will be, they're really going to be craving that connection for sure. And I think people are missing that. We are just social creatures and food at its core brings people together, which is so magical. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. If you could go back in time and do anything differently in terms of how you launched or how you've grown... Um, is there anything that you would change? You know, I, I probably would say no. I mean, I think part of what's made this what it is and and me who I am is all the experiences that I've had. I mean, they haven't been easy, but I'm not one to like figure it all out and have a plan and then do it. I'm one to just like, let's go 
and we'll figure it out, you know? So, you know, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't know exactly what I was doing with my packaging. I like went to the store with the product. So I did, I've done everything kind of untraditionally, but I guess that's part of who I am and who the business is and probably what sets me apart. You know, people are like, Oh, you got to do it this way. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But I'm not, you know, (laughs) I always try to kind of find my own path. I think that's really important. Find your own path for like what works for you and like do it as well. Right. Sometimes people can spend a really long time trying to figure out the perfect plan that I mean, even just what you shared about that first interaction, you went to the store with the product in, in glass and they're like, do you have a bag? Like you got to spend all this time with all these pieces and not even like had that. And you could have been months and you're like, oh no, I got that feedback right away. I know yeah. that I need to do it. Like, yeah, of course we've got that. Like, boom, boom, let's do it. Right. Versus right. Um, I think being too stuck in every single step being figured out. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you never know, like, like you said, like you have a plan and then, you know, that gets thrown out the window. So sometimes that's to my benefit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think if 2020 has taught everyone something, it is like, you can have a great plan, but it can be thrown out the window real quick. And then you need to like revamp and change things up for sure. Absolutely. Uh, You've touched on it a little bit, but kind of uh, not, not, directly I would love to know what you see as some of the key just traits of being able to do well in the food and beverage industry and as the entrepreneurship as a whole like what has served you well in terms of how how you operate I mean I definitely think just in being an entrepreneur it's you know being you have to be a little scrappy being have to be able to kind of be adaptable to change and things that, you know, you don't expect. Um, it is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, it's hard, you know, it's not easy. It's the, you know, the challenges are great, but the rewards are great. You know, it's, it's exciting, but you definitely have to, like, I definitely have a high tolerance for risk. You know, I'm all in, I'm mortgaging my house to start this. Like I'm a little crazy. So I think you have to have a a little bit of that kind of risk taker mentality. You know, there's no 401k and (laughs) there's no benefit plan when you start, you know, but I think if you have something, an idea or a product or whatever it is that you really believe in and an interest in doing it, that's really the most important thing. You know, everything else, I feel like, you know, you can learn or somebody can teach you, but that you have to be able to live with a lot of discomfort, I think, you know, the sleepless nights and can I make payroll and sweating that out? I mean, that's like kind of the story of my life. (laughs) Okay. What's your secret? Do you have something to like help you deal with all that? Like, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, the the ride of entrepreneurship, how do you do Yeah. I mean, I, I make an effort to work out Um, I try to get even just carve a half an hour out for myself in the morning. I'm like, for me in the morning, like I just crave that time. So I'm grateful when I can do that. Um, I try to meditate, just having quiet, grounded time, I think is really important being alone, being with yourself. Um, I journal some, I think those kind of things help to just Mm -hmm. kind of be with yourself and know that, you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> Everything will be okay. It always ends up being okay at the end of the day. For That's sure, right. Right. Exactly. No matter how rocky it may be sometimes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. I'm always like, you know, we make food. We're not making hard valves. Like if something, you know, when things burn like today, you know, they burned a batch, something happened. I'm like, all right, you know, it happens. Like that's not critical. Everybody's healthy. We're good. Moving on. There's like the priorities of what's truly important. Right. uh, Yeah. We're selling food. at Yeah. I mean, with COVID, my box company, they had a big issue and couldn't get us boxes. And we were fortunately had business and we were going to run out. And I was like, oh my God. And it wasn't the outer box. It was the actual box, you know? And I was like, we're running out. I'm like begging them and I'm trying to find other people to make. And I was like, at some point, I just was like, all right, we're going to be late and we'll figure it out. And I lived through that. <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's like so stressful in the moment, but you're like, right. you can't do anything about it sometimes, right? Being able to right. let go can be really huge. Right. And it's not something in my control. It's not like I could stay up all night and do it. You know, there are some things you just can't do. So you do the best you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. For anyone who is uh, maybe at the early stages, how, how old is uh, Jennifer's Homemade? So we started, or I started in 2005. So Got it's it. 15 years. Uh, 16 gonna be so yeah in the summer it'll be 16 years but it's had like many lives I guess you know right right as as it should like 16 years it's going to evolve and adapt and as you first launch you've learned so much along the way to take it where it is right now right so for anyone who's maybe at the early stages maybe they're thinking of launching and they haven't launched or they're in your like year three or something right now still early what advice would you have for them I would say, um, you know, if you love it, that's half the battle, you know, being happy with what you're doing because you work so hard, then you're on the right track and being adaptable, you know, because it's not always going to be what you think it's going to be or what sells is not necessarily what you think it will be. And you kind of never, I always feel like you never know where it's going to take you and being able to be flexible with that and open to that is, is the best thing. And also you'd never know what the day will bring. Like, I think that I find, you know, everything can change in a day. You get a new customer, you come up with a new idea, you figure something out in your production. Like there's all always opportunities for things to be different. Yeah, I I love that. Just being able to look at things from a fresh eye sometimes as well and being open to that change and adaptability throughout it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And also talking to other people, letting other people give you their opinions and, and, and your employees. I find that, you know, my staff, they're now, you know, in with the product more than I am sometimes. So sometimes they know better or have an idea and being open to someone else's ideas and, I'm usually willing to try, try almost anything, (laughs) Um, you know, to see if it works, give it a shot. Um, Sometimes, you know, simple things are big. Yeah, that's, that's great advice being open to trying pieces. And I definitely get that from you that you're very open and you have a great attitude in terms of let's try it and like, see what happens, right? What's what's the worst that can happen most of the time? Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a really great piece to have in entrepreneurship and especially in food and bed for sure. Yeah, definitely. Would you go back and do another uh, food and beverage brand again if you were to start all over? Or would you be like, no way, I'm going into something else? <laughs> well, it's funny. Sometimes I'm like, why? you know, who would do this? Like, you know, it, it has a shelf life. It's not like a shirt where like it's, you know, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm, you know, at the mercy of so many different elements. But, you know, this is what I have a passion for. I love it. 
Um, it came from a place of love. So I think for sure food and beverage is hard. It's, it just is by virtue of what it is. But, you know, I think when you love something, that's all you can do, you know? So yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. That's fantastic. Okay. So you've got the product here in the background for anyone who's watching. If you are listening to this, you can uh, definitely pop over and check out the video or Jennifer, where can people find you online? Jennifer'sHomemade.com. Perfect. So you can check us out on our website. We ship off our website as well. And we're in Whole Foods around the country and Kroger around nationwide and Publix in the, in Florida. Um, we're in Harris Teeter on the coast. Um, we're, we're growing, coming to a store near you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, can you, for everyone who's watching the video, can you uh, highlight some of the packages here? I would love to take a t- closer peek. Yeah, so that. we do, right now, it's breadsticks and flatbread. We do mm-hmm. original rosemary and salt and pepper. And here, I'll open a box while we're talking. The Everything's made with extra virgin olive oil and really good kosher salt. So um, it's a full bag. It comes with five ounces in a bag and they're crunchy and have that good salt. So it's great with a glass of wine or on its own. Um, And the flatbread are great with cheese and dips, kind of like a cracker, but have so much good flavor. You know, great on a charcuterie board, which is like all the rage right now. And everything's nice and crunchy. So what I think really sets us apart, though, are the breadsticks. I mean, there there are quite a few breadsticks from Italy, and they're all pretty and skinny like ours. But what sets us apart and kind of makes us a disruptor in the space is the extra virgin olive oil and the salt and the flavor. And we use a biga, which is an Italian way of making bread. It's a starter. And so the breadsticks really have something special that is just or not found in the U.S. And and I love that. And the Bega, what's interesting is I've found people who are gluten sensitive have told me, not celiac, but gluten sensitive, that they can eat our breadsticks with ease. And I think a piece of it is is the Bega and the way we make it, but it's also just really clean in very few ingredients. It's kind of like people who can eat bread in Europe, but they can't eat it in the States. It's kind of like that. Right. Um, so I think that's fascinating. I always wonder what made people try it in the first place, but... You know, we have some customers that, you know, buy a bunch of it because of that. So sometimes people are willing to take a risk because it's like, come on, bread, saltiness, crunchiness. They're like, it might be painful afterwards, but I want to do it. And then they're pleasantly surprised when they're like, oh, hold on. This one is actually great for me. Totally. Yeah. Well, those look fantastic. Um, Definitely. I'm going to make sure that I order some because I would love to enjoy some myself right now uh, with some like cheese and a glass of wine. That sounds perfect. So you definitely got me hungry for that right now. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing your journey today on the Food Founders podcast. And I look forward to continuing to watch you grow, see you on more shelves across the country and getting your product into more people's homes so they can enjoy Jennifer's homemade. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Great. Great having you. Thanks.